Welcome to Talking Mopars, episode number 178. On this episode, I'm just going to be doing a quick recap of the duct tape drags. I went down there to Tucson, Arizona to Tucson Dragway and partied with all my friends and had a great time. So it's going to be a pretty quick story, but I do have something very exciting that I'm gearing up for here in November, and I'm looking forward to talking about it a little bit today. So let's get this show on the road. If you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I'm your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars. You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar. This year, I really had to do the duct tape drags on the cheap. So I found some cheap plane tickets round trip for like less than 200 bucks. And I reached out to my friend Vanessa from Five Point Parts, who was going to duct tape again. And as it turns out, she was renting an RV once again. She did that last year. And I thought it was a great idea because it's cheaper than a hotel, especially if you split it amongst a bunch of people. And I reached out to her and she had no one staying with her. So I was like, hey, I'd love to stay in the RV with you. I'll split the cost and we'll save a bunch of money. So that's what we did. We met up at the airport, went and picked up the RV, which <laughs> it was a cheap rental, but uh, the thing was an absolute shit box. But that's okay. It got the job done. We made it to duct tape and back safely, so I can't complain too much. The first night, we stayed at a KOA resort. And I don't know about you guys, but I did a lot of cheap camping when I was young. My dad used to take me everywhere, and I never remember the KOAs being that nice. But this KOA resort was amazing. So we stayed there the first night and then headed over to Tucson Dragway for the first day of the duct tape drags. Now, when we got there... The line was almost to the street from the front gate all the way to the street. So what they had to do, because so many people were showing up at the same time, they had to split the lanes, um, I think six different lanes so that they could prevent people from bleeding out onto the street. So there was a huge turnout, all sorts of different shit boxes. It was amazing. Um, so our friends that we met there were Jeremy from Shade Tree Vintage Auto and his entire entourage, um, Dave from Rust Bucket Restos. Johnny Mopar, of course, Jeremy from Sorta of Stock Mopars, um, our buddy Sean with the 68 Coronet um, that he rebuilt on the side of Ruben's house. Ruben from Muscle City Madness was also there, of course. Tall John and, um, you know, a, a bunch of other people that we knew. It was just a lot of fun um, seeing a lot of uh, our old friends again at an event like Duct Tape because Duct Tape Drags isn't just an automotive event. It's like a party. So much like it was in the past. It's just every, it's not just Mopars, it's Mopars, Chevys, Fords. There's a couple imports. Um, anything that you can throw together <laughs> that can pass tech inspection can race at the duct tape drags and also participate in their burnout box. It's just, it's just automotive insanity and chaos um, for a whole weekend. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy the event because it's really laid back and it's really just about. <laughs> You know, if, if you bring your shit box, you run it down the track and see what it can do. And the cool thing about Freiburger and Dulcich, what they do for this uh, event is they have um, 
I, I think they call it a budget beater <laughs> contest or something like that. But it's like any car under $5,000 has its own class that they can participate in. Um, and they're all judged by Freiburger, Dulcich, and the crowd on whether or not their cars actually meet the criteria, which is $5,000 or less. So it's a really fun part of the event that you can watch and see these guys just tear these shit boxes apart. And um, it, it's always fun to see how they classify these cars. Um, there's the power adder class, <laughs> uh, the the straight $5,000 or less class, and... Um, I mean, they're all supposed to be less than $5,000, but I think they classify them um, in different categories, but um, tons of fun. And uh, my buddy, Tall John, this is my favorite part of the weekend, okay? I've always wanted a little red. Um, they're awesome trucks. And my buddy, Tall John from Tall John's Fun Shop on YouTube, um, definitely go subscribe to his channel. Uh, he's had this legendary little red that he drove across country like 20 years ago, and it's been sitting basically on a farm field <laughs> out in California for 20 years. And he's always talked about taking it back home to Tennessee. And he finally did it. He went, he drove his tin grill across the country. Now he bought this off of Jed Scott from Scott Speed Shop. You might know that YouTube channel. Um, he bought this uh, big block tin grill and drove that across the country from Tennessee all the way to California to pick up his little red. So tall John shows up with Ruben from muscle city madness in a tin grill Dodge truck towing a little red that was clearly fresh off the farm. And I joked and I said, the, the only thing fresher off of the farm than an egg out of a chicken's ass was tall John's little red. So I was there when tall John pulled it off the trailer and uh, this thing I mean, it had mouse and rat shit in it. It was just, it was a bucket, but it was awesome to see. And it is a real Little Red Express, which is very cool. And um, Tall John fired it up and took me for a ride around the duct tape drags in this Little Red. Man, what an honor. <laughs> I don't know what kind of hantavirus or whatever diseases we got from breathing in that rat and mouse shit dust, but um, it was fun and I'll never forget it. My first ride in a little red and uh, man, it makes me think back. Um, I really wanted one and I've kind of pulled back on that because I'm afraid that what I want to do to a little red express would bastardize it. So I still want another tin grill. I don't know if it's going to be a Uteline or a swept line, but uh, a tin grill is definitely in my future. Once again, I'm just, I'm just waiting to see how things play out. I still have this dart um, that I'm tinkering around with trying to figure out where, what direction I really want to go with it. And I, I really think it's a gen three Hemi. I'm just trying to do it on the super, super cheap. And I think it's possible. I just have to play my cards right. But uh, yeah, I got to go for a ride in tall John's little red express. Um, very cool. Uh, awesome patina. And if you go on my Instagram page or even my Facebook page um, for the Talking Mopars podcast, you'll see some pictures of it. Very cool truck. And it's so photogenic. I don't know what it is about ratty shit boxes. So photogenic. It was a ton of fun. Um, an another favorite of mine at this show, aside from all my friends, they had badass cars. You know, shout out to Sean Edwards, who built his 68 Coronet on the side of Ruben's house in like three months with Ruben's help. Um, him and his dad threw this thing together. It was awesome. Um, he got to 
take that thing down the track. So that was a ton of fun watching. Um, I believe he competed. Uh, oh, wait, no, he, he, he was actually, his car was deemed worth more than $5,000, but, um, very cool car. Perfect patina on that thing. Awesome car. Um, but another, another favorite of mine had to be Chris Birdsong. He came out there and I think it was a 71 charger RT that he pulled out of the scrapyard. This thing was munched on the driver rear quarter. The rear left side leaf spring hanger was completely jury rigged. And he actually ran 12s in that thing down the quarter mile. Now, I don't know how this thing didn't have a door on it. <laughs> it was missing doors. It, it was a pile of shit. And he threw it together with parts he had laying around. And the thing still pulled, pulled off 12 second quarter miles. So I don't care what anybody says. Uh, anything is possible. But, um, you know, one thing I do love about the duct tape drags is that, you know, anyone that can throw something together is welcome. As long as it passes tech, it'll run down the track. And I think that's cool. It's one of those events where, you know, nobody takes it too seriously. You know, it's all about fun. And just like I said, automotive chaos. Um, I know Derek from Vice Grip Garage was there. Lucky was there. Um, a bunch of cool people. Um, our friend Amanda was there. Um, it just, ah, man, I'm, I'm trying not to forget anybody. There's so many people there, um, but a, a ton of fun. One of my favorite things about the duct tape drags is the bonfires that they have um, after the event. Once the event closes down for the day, they have a huge bonfire. Everybody parties. But I'm going to be honest, that first night, Friday night, was so lame. <laughs> there was like nothing going on at the bonfire. It was pathetic. Um, it was really sad actually, because that's one of the best parts about it. You know, you can socialize, have a good time, but um, it, it became evident to me that Friday night was a bust. So we did a little partying of our own and uh, we ended up uh, partying really hard on the final day. Uh, Saturday night, we partied hard at that bonfire. I had uh, a fifth. <laughs> I had a fifth of Jack. And I mean, let me tell you something. <laughs> I got completely blitzed. I usually don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. There's something about duct tape that just brings the evil out of me. So we ended up having a great time, socialized with everybody, um, met a bunch of cool people. And, uh, at one point, uh, there was a bunch of arm wrestling <laughs> taking place on the back of a 69 charger, which I thought was really cool. Um, you know, you win some, you lose some. And uh, when my arm, I mean, now, don't get me wrong. This is an absolute excuse, but I will get revenge. I promise you that. I ended up arm wrestling Dulcich on the back of the 69 charger after I had already arm wrestled and my arm was completely burned out. And Dulcich and I went toe to toe and we arm wrestled and he eventually, I just let it go. He beat me. <laughs> I'll say that. Dulcich. Skinny Dulcich beat me at arm wrestling, and I'm never going to live that down because I'm ashamed. <laughs> now, I will get revenge. Someday, I will be at duct tape, and I will get my revenge, um, probably with the same amount of liquor in my system, <laughs> but uh, I just, my arm was so, so just gone. It was completely gone by the time I arm wrestled Dulcich, and it was still, it was still a great time. Um, he didn't just beat me. Like, like I, I was a, a little twig, you know, he had to work for it, but uh, I let him have that one. I gave up like a, like a pussy. I gave up, <laughs> but, um, uh, that's okay. Dulcich, uh, one and zero. Okay. 
I'm I'm coming to I'm coming to get back that L. I'm going to come back for my win. Don't you worry. Duct tape 2024 if I can make it out to that event. I'm going to get my revenge on Dulcich. But uh overall great time. If you're in the Tucson area, you know, around September, October, you definitely should go check out the Duct Tape Drags cuz like I said it's just one of those events that you can just go to and have a fun time not taking it too seriously, go throw together the shit box in your backyard, take it out there and run it down the track. What's the worst that could happen? You blow up a shit box, big deal. <laughs> um, but a uh, ton of fun. It's always fun seeing what people bring to that event because I mean, you see everything. Um, the one who won it all, <laughs> the winner of the, of the, you know, beater challenge or whatever was a, I think it was a Mazda. No, it was a Nissan a Nissan hard body pickup truck with a, um, a turbocharged LS in it blew everybody's doors off. It had the most ridiculous wing on it you've ever seen. And, uh, the thing ran like low tens in the quarter mile. It was absolutely ridiculous, but it was fast as anything I've seen in a long time at that event. Um, God, it just, I mean, (laughs) that thing just shit and get that's, that's all I can say is it was unbelievably fast, but, um, that was pretty much uh, it for the duct tape drags. I go there just to have a good time. I, I had some footage from it. Um, should be interesting going through that. Um, I went live a couple times, but um, it uh, it's a fun event. It's one of those ones where you, you just go and have a good time, party, and uh, just watch a bunch of shit boxes go down the track. Not much, not much bad can happen from that. <laughs> you know what I mean? You see other people blow their shit up. It's a lot of fun, but um. The event that I will be closing out 2023 with is an event that I've heard so much about and I'm so excited to attend. So I have to say thank you to Phil and Jill Painter of Muscle Cars at the Strip. They paid for myself and my wife to go to McCacken. That's the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals. Now, anybody that knows what the Muscle Car and Corvette Nationals is for an event knows that it is like, I don't know, it's touted as the world series of muscle car events. Um, from what I understand, it's like the largest indoor muscle car show. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard about this event and I've seen pictures and video from this event that make me go, damn, I really want to go this year should be a ton of fun. Here's some things I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about seeing these factory drag cars. So it's kind of like the fast uh, series. It's the factory appearing stock tire drag cars. From what I understand, um, there's going to be a special invitational for cars like that, that appear factory stock, but run crazy quarter mile times. And I don't know what's going outside my house right now. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but there's some people out on the street getting crazy. Um, But anyways, so there's the, um, the factory drag car invitational. Um, of course, uh, I have to look forward to, uh, the barn find and hidden gem exhibit. Um, that's put on by, uh, the automotive archeologist. Now say what you will about the guy, but uh, my hat's off to him. Um, he does a great job about getting that part of the event together. And so, you know, (laughs) hats off to him for that. Um, good job there, Ryan. Uh, but I'm excited to go to the event because I've seen so many amazing cars. And if you paid attention to when I went to the um, the Brothers Collection, right? 
Um, it's basically like that, but bigger. <laughs> I don't know if uh, they have quite the, obviously it's the muscle car and Corvette national. So you're not going to see any exotics or anything like that. Like Ferraris or Lamborghinis or Bugattis or any bullshit, but you're going to see a lot of muscle cars and Corvettes and I'm looking forward to it. It's one of those events. It's on my bucket list of events. So once I cross that off, then I can move on to other things like Carlisle and uh, cruising the coast. Um, but I really want to check it out. So shout out to Phil and Jill Painter for muscle cars at the strip. There's going to be some news about muscle cars at the strip 2024 and the date for the event. And of course, I have to say this now and plug this now. There will be a Project Cars at the Strip number two. So if you did not make it to this year's Project Cars at the Strip for the event within the event of Muscle Cars at the Strip, there is going to be a second annual Project Cars at the Strip in Las Vegas at Las Vegas Motor Speedway sometime in March. I know that the dates are pretty much locked in and I'm waiting for the green light to go ahead and promote it, but I will say Muscle Cars at the Strip 2024 is happening and Project Cars at the Strip will be back inside that event. So, ton of fun there. I'm just really looking forward to the next few months and getting ready for Muscle Cars at the Strip. Obviously, uh, Macaque and Muscle Cars and Corvette Nationals um, is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I will be recording content from there and uh, going live if I can and just having a good time. I've never been to Chicago, so it'll be a lot of fun. I've heard that the location of Grand Spalding Dodge isn't exactly in the best part of town, but I kind of want to run over there and check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that event. So that's next on the list here in a couple or few weeks. Um, be heading over there. So stay tuned for pictures and video from that event. Um, but yeah, Muscle Cars at the Strip is coming back. As far as my dart goes, people have asked me if the dart is going to be there. I'm not quite sure yet. I want it to be. Um, I've got to change a couple things on it. I really would love to drive the car to Vegas, but it's got to be ready and it is nowhere near ready. I'm not making any promises and I damn sure am not partaking in any special challenge. I will tell you this. I will be there in Las Vegas. Um, there will be another championship belt this time. I'm going to order it way ahead of time and, uh, it's going to be gold for the winner of project cars at the strip 2024. Um, we're going to work on new judging criteria, um, new judges. I'm not quite sure how we're going to play this off yet, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to be brainstorming with some friends and figuring out how we can make this as fair as possible. But, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I really would love to get the five, seven Hemi in the dart for this next project cars at the strip. And I'm trying to do it on a shoestring budget. Um, you know, when people have been asking me if I'm going to make it out there, I'm like, it all depends on if I can make enough money to go. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I would really like to save some money on trailering the dart. If I can't bring the dart, um, in 2024, I'm going to be super disappointed, but, uh, I'm also going to just fly down there because driving 24 hours there and then 24 hours back, um, straight shot, uh, is ridiculous and I never want to do that drive again unless I'm forced. But, um, I, uh, there's nothing fun about pulling a car trailer through California. I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> it is just not fun at all. And, uh, if you go through the top of Nevada all the way to Vegas, it's a desolate wasteland. So I have no desire really to do that drive again, but I will, if I'm in a fun car. So 
you know, I got to do some things to the dart. I got to get it ready. I got to get the Hemi going, make sure the Hemi's ready to go. I would really like to get a eight and three quarter with a sure grip in the back of the dart. Um, you know, some good cooling. I need, I need a, a nice aluminum radiator, uh, and, um, some other things to make sure the dart is absolutely 100% ready for that type of a road trip. I'm not sure if it's going to be Uh worst case scenario. I guess I fly down and I don't bring the dart, but, um, medium case scenario, I guess I tow it down again and, uh, pull it off the trailer and, uh, cruise it around. But, um, that's kind of what's happening here for the next few months, um, from now until March. And, uh, you know, stick with me folks. I'm, I'm looking at figuring out what we can do for the show throughout this winter to, uh, bring it back to what it was. Um, I'm thinking some cool interviews and, uh, some fun topics. Of course, we're going to get back into, uh, high performance heritage and all the history of Mopars. So bear with me folks, as we get through this holiday season, um, it's going to be a lot of fun and plenty to look forward to for 2024. Thanks for listening. And remember no Mopar left behind. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about the show, you know where to go, TalkingMopars.com. And listen, if you are thinking about swapping a modern Hemi into your classic Mopar, look no further than Blake over at Sublime Technologies. My friend Blake, formerly of DIY Hemi, is now re-energized and he's ready to help Hemi swap the world. So if you need help swapping a modern Hemi into your classic Mopar, if you've got wiring or electrical issues, please reach out to my friend Blake. He can hook you up with everything you need. He can hook you up with a wiring harness. And even if you're just looking for some advice, Blake's a great guy. If he's got some time, he'll answer your questions. Don't forget to tell him I sent you. And let's show him support in his mission to hemi-swap the world. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht. And that was Talking Mopars. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.